Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of How to Watch a Movie as a Christian. I'm Riley. I'm PJ. And I'm Ben. How to Watch Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night is a, I guess you could call it a short film because it's less than a feature, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's a Halloween special of some kind, right? Put out by Marvel, directed by Michael... Giacchino. Giacchino. In Amazing his, composer. Yeah, oh. in his directorial debut. He composed... Up, Batman, Inside Out. Inside Out. Star Trek. Star... Oh, no, uh, Rogue One. Both. Rogue yeah. One Whoa. and Star Trek. This guy's, He's done a lot. Yeah. So a lot a of our... Deal. A lot of our favorite scores, actually, like The one Batman. Of my, one of my so all-time favorite score, soundtrack songs, whatever you want to call it, the up goes... Okay, so obviously this dude's talented, and like the film itself is well executed. Yeah. Right? So, okay, so... It was really pretty. Lighting, awesome. Here's the thing, though. Cool shots. Werewolf by Night is a 48-minute creature feature type of movie mm-hmm. kind of in the vein of old throwback horrors yeah, from paid a lot of homage to the 1930s like frankenstein and right. all that stuff dracula old, old creature features right mm-hmm. um but also pretty modern like i think in general though the way the movie is shot edited paced everything is not that yeah it yeah. pays homage to it on a surface level mm-hmm. right so it has like film grain and it's black and white and stuff other than some patches of color here and there but the the story is about jack jack russell jack russell terrier yeah (laughs) jack russell and is that on purpose i don't know man (laughs) werewolf i mean oh he's a dog (laughs) he's a dog the phrase i don't know man will probably be used for every single question you you heard it here you're gonna hear a lot of i don't know man today and what was her name Elsa Bloodstone. Oh, Elsa Bloodstone. I thought you weren't going to know. <laughs> yeah, I Elsa. Know, man. So they become friends of sorts, co-laborers in a certain cause, as they enter into this hunting contest. The patriarch of hunting, whatever his name is, Mr. Bloodstone Man, sir, has died, and now his wife is engaging in a contest of all these monster hunters to go a, slay a monster. In and order to get the bloodstone because it was uh, supposed to be given to Elsa, but she walked away from her family and, and walked away from her inheritance. Got it. Okay. Now, uh, all things considered, this, this show is built, it's kind of billed as horror, except it's TV it's 14. It's labeled horror. It's a Halloween special. It kind of plays into that. But I think the the main thing that we all found is that it just ain't. It was not scary. It was not scary. And this is saying a lot coming from Ben. Yeah. yeah. If you watched our How to Watch Scary Movies as a Christian, you would know I'm a total Freddy cat, generally. He's, like, for him, a horror film is Elf. <laughs> well, that <laughs> raccoon scene was. was scary. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looked like a horror movie. The lighting, it was very, you know, even their like poses, right? And the flashing and the silhouettes. Yeah. Awesome. The use of shadows for a lot of the scenes was really cool. But, but then none of it was scary. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it wasn't spooky. Now, and, and that's part of, I think, where we all landed on it was uh, 
we, it just didn't seem to penetrate our hearts. It didn't get us. It didn't do something. You know, it didn't feel memorable, right? Mm-mm. It had zero effect on me as far as some emotional toll goes. Yeah. So I think uh, we want to ask how to watch movies as a Christian. A lot of people are talking about this movie, a lot of press and buzz about it, Which et cetera. Is- I think primarily good. Yeah, people. It's primarily been well good. Received. People like it. Um, but for us, we want to ask the question: Why does this movie have no teeth? Why does this oh. movie have no teeth? Meaning, why didn't it grab us? Why didn't it grab us by the neck and tear out why our esophagus? It growl exactly. us. Yikes! <coughs> so know, cut, man. That, cut that. Cut I that. Know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. A movie that makes me feel something, you know, it's not hard to do. I'm an emotional guy. The Pixar shorts, which are usually how long? Three to four minutes. Yeah, five five minutes. minutes. Those make me feel something. Mm. So it's not a time thing. It just can't be. Um, It's it was just emotionally detached. It was it was yeah, just kind of just kind of happened. It. Even the premise, I was explaining it to Hannah, and I was like, <laughs> as I was explaining what it was about, they go into this maze and they're doing a hunt for the monsters, but it's like kind of a free for all. I was like, man, this sounds good. <laughs> and then I was like, no, that's right. I didn't. It just was kind of like, meh. I ended it. I shut my laptop and I went on with my day and I, didn't yeah. think about it a second more. I didn't care about the characters. I was a little annoyed at the last scene. Uh, and that's the campfire scene. Yeah, outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it was it was uh, as PJ says it was Marvelized, mm-hmm. Marvelized, Marvelized, mm-hmm. Marvelized, where it was like that was very shawarma. You know, it's like this. We're buddy buddies, and no, I saved you. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. like, was this a horror movie or is this a dumb comedy? I don't know. Yeah, I think that the the shawarma thing comes at the end of Avengers after like two hours of battle, and you're like, oh, wow, what a great respite. Yeah, you're kind of panting with them. Yeah, but this one was like, can we do that? And you're like, I just, I've only watched for 40 minutes. I'm I'm kind of like, it's almost like they should have had more dialogue there or, or a little more character building. Either that or no dialogue. Or Yeah. Just let them sit in what just happened, knowing full well what we just saw. He rescued you, you rescued him, and live in that. And why are you in color all of a sudden? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. (laughs) But anyway, I think that goes to show, Ben, it doesn't stick with you because no matter how good a premise is or whatever, Monster Hunters in a maze with the ultimate hunt and all that, it sounds awesome. But if there's no good, solid character arc or development, no motivation behind your protagonist, it's like... What are you rooting for? And really, I don't know. It was supposed to scare me, and it didn't. So it was just very flat. There was like no contrast. I didn't. I wasn't even scared. I, I just wish I was scared. Yeah, I think that the 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 gimmick of it being kind of in an old movie style did not help it because one thing that gimmicks do is they create a barrier of entry. They make you go, "Ha ha! What a cool like label on a face of a lunchbox." You know, it's like in front of you, but it's you know, it's cl- it's eclipsing something behind it or inside of it, and so the whole time you're aware. You know, there's like film burns and real stitches and 
film grain and and the the black and white footage has this like yellow uh reddish pinkish hue in the shadows which is like very old film kind of feels very dated and that whole time you're you're just constantly aware of that rather than being immersed into just a story so that's part of it but i think another thing is i guess the big twist and we should do a spoiler warning the big spoiler warning mm, mm, mm. the big twist is that the main character, Jack Russell Terrier, is actually a monster himself. And so his motivation is to actually rescue the monster. And here's the problem with that. Um, that happens, you know that as a viewer, you know that he's friends with Man-Thing. Man-Thing. Uh, who looks like the brown creature with the beard from... Uh, Snuffleupagus. <laughs> Snuffle it's like a mixture of snuff, Snuffleupagus and Swamp Thing. And Swamp Thing, but also the brown guy with wings in uh, Attack of the Clones. It's like... Oh, yeah. Oh. Who's got the cane? Yeah, I guess. Deep. Oh, Deep oh! Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. This guy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with that is that immediately the first time we see the monster we immediately are not threatened by him so mm -hmm. the movie has set itself up as something scary but it has immediately made the scary thing go away and then not only that but uh elsa uh bloodstone her she's not in danger from the monster in fact none of the characters are really in danger from the monster except later they're actually in danger of killing themselves mm -hmm. of e or each, each other. other. And I don't know why. I don't know, man. I don't. Okay, so let me ask you this then. What could they have done to make this scary? Like, what is scary then? Okay, so what should have been scary is that the characters, as they are released into the maze, first of all, you need to show the maze. Show the maze. Get lost in the maze. You don't know what's going on in the maze. Whereas... As it is, it's just a bunch of courtyards. Yeah. Take a cue from Harry Potter on that one. Yeah. The, Goblet they of did, Fire. They, they did that. It looked like a bunch of backyards from like some old Israelite movie, you know? Some, yeah. some... It did kind of remind me of uh, Squid Game, the when they're walking around in their little staircases. Yeah, staircases and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. It was very closed in. It did not feel like a big garden. Yeah. So show the maze, what's around the corner, we don't know. Show one or two of the guys getting eaten alive or mm -hmm. swept, you know, killed in a kind of gruesome but unknown fashion yeah. by the monster and have your main characters <gasps> so scared you're saying, about it, right? Instill fear into these characters so we can vicariously live that fear with them. Yeah. 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 And then they had one jump scare, and that one made me go, ooh. You know, when she comes around the corner, it's all, you know, mm -hmm. that was the one thing. And other than that, there was not any surprise. So the, the part that was a the jump for me was when he backed up against the bush and his, the monster's hand went to go get him. And then he's like, buddy. I know. You should have had that monster hand kill another character as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that we'd be afraid when that to monster fear the hand, hand came. You need to fear the hand before you can release the tension by saying, oh, it's my buddy, mm -hmm. the man yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So I, I, I think that that's why it didn't pierce the heart. It didn't have teeth because the genre that it is playing into, it didn't succeed at. It didn't follow 
the rules in order to make a true horror film, I don't think. Right. It was, tr- it was like you said, it was leaning too hard on the trope of being like this old 1930s film with all those gimmicks that it forgot to actually scare us. Yeah. Spook us. Yeah, it had everything a horror movie should have, just it wasn't scary. Just kind of important mm-hmm. to the genre. But not only that, again, and maybe I missed it, but I found no real motivation in any of the characters. I didn't know why anyone was doing anything. None of it mattered. I didn't care who lived or died. I know Elsa and Jack. I don't know anybody else, which I guess it doesn't matter, but why was why was Elsa trying to get the bloodstone? Why was Jack trying to save man thing? Like, why is any of this happening? I don't know. And I, I think just didn't that, care. I think that that's the part that I disagree with you on. Like, I, I actually understood it a bit more motive the motivation because it was like why is he friends with man thing and then you learn oh he himself is a monster so they're co-monsters that's what i came to mm-hmm. and then elsa bloodstone the reason why she partners with him to get rid of the bloodstone is because she hates her dad she hates monster hunting that's wrong that's bogus right so she's motivated through family issues and he's motivated through uh because he's a monster and he... Friendship. Yeah, friendship. But, you know, I, I think one of the problems there is that it's basically a short film. It's 48 minutes long, but the way it's structured and the way it introduces its characters is as if it's a feature. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have enough time to give you the motivations yeah. of those characters. Whereas what happens in a short film, like a Pixar short, is they, they don't worry about that, right? P- short films have to lean into the concept in order to get at your heartstrings rather than, oh, motivation of characters. Because motivation of characters takes time. You know, it takes several scenes to and choices and predicaments in order to establish it. And this film just didn't have it, right? It was pretty good at setting up the premise. Yes, yeah. Maybe that is the question. What is the concept of this movie? Because I can watch a Pixar short and be like, oh, the concept is fear or the concept is loss or whatever. But this I say, what what's the concept here? What is this trying to tell me? Why, why does this have zero effect on my life? Why, why did they I, make it? Is it to spook us? I mean, I think it's probably to introduce these characters into the MCU. Cuz that would be that would be horrific. <laughs> That's scary. I know. We've already talked about where we stand with the MCU. Why are we even watching this movie? That's That was my first question. <laughs> I didn't know that this was a Marvel movie, and then I clicked on it. You know? Yeah. I thought, what? This is a Marvel movie? Go through it and it scratches Arr! go through it, and you're like, oh, spooky Wait. Marvel. And then it ended, and I went, where did... There was no Marvel. Yeah, and if they do introduce these characters into the MCU... Surely it can't be like this. I mean, he looks like Teen Wolf. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I'm... Obviously, it is part of the MCU. Like, we we know this. But, again, just as an average Disney Plus subscriber, I didn't know that, and I didn't care. Can I say, I liked that he was in practical makeup and effects. I thought that was kind of cool. Teen Wolf? Yeah. He looked like Teen Wolf. He looked bad, but I... I liked it. I don't know. It did It did remind me of old school horror, and I liked that it was a lot of wire work and a lot of hands-on you know, choreography because I like that kind of stuff. I love action movies, especially like martial arts stuff. So that stuff just gets me. I really like it. 
when it's practical, I can just appreciate it. I'm able to suspend my belief enough just because I love the art form of it all. Whereas Man-Thing, this giant CGI thing, Swamp Monster Snuffleupagus, and that took me out of the film more than Just do one thing or the other. Yeah. Yeah. CJ, not. Mm -hmm. Choose one. Yeah, because you actually kind of could think of a a man thing costume that would actually look yeah. pretty good. Actually, he doesn't have to be like a Jim Henson style big man thing totally. puppet thing. That would be cool. That would have been cool, actually. And that would have leaned more into what I think they were going for with this like '30s '40s Phil. I don't know, but then he was just this bad CGI monstrosity, and I thought this kind of takes me out of it. Did you guys at least like the fight scenes? That entire scene where they're like in the weird giant bird cage and he kills all those people, I thought it was awesome. I thought that was super cool. I didn't care about what was happening, but I could appreciate the art of the choreography and it looked amazing. Stylistically, it was cool. Yeah, you just have to the... give it credit for the shots and the lighting. It did look good. I love all the silhouettes, all the practical lights that they used. Um, yeah, that little pop of color. It, it it got pretty far in my rating because of that, but that's kind of where it stopped. It was kind of it was fun to look at. Okay, here's what I'm landing on. We asked why didn't it have teeth, right? Why didn't it grip us? Why didn't it get under our skin and mean something to us? I think I know why. The first thing is, as a genre, it did not accomplish right. It structurally, storytelling wise, it robbed the tension too quickly, right? You didn't have any kills from the monster that you... You already knew he was a good monster guy uh, before he killed one of the other guys, right? He zapped him on the head or whatever. And so you weren't nervous about anything. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, but then the second thing, there were two scenes between Jack and Elsa. The first one is in the crypt... Right, and they had this touching conversation. Which, but that was a good scene. I like that scene. It was a good scene, but here's the thing: we don't know yet that Jack is a monster. So the meaning of him being a monster and why is he doing this has not been explored yet. So and so the motivation, the the intersection of what Elsa's wanting and what she's gone through and what he's wanting, what he's gone through, can't yet happen yet. Yeah. So it, that scene can't be as meaningful as it could be, and then later. You put them in the same situation, similar situation, in the cage. Now, we know he's a monster, and she does too, but she's distrusting of him. Oh, you're just going to tear my throat out while I sleep or whatever. But they don't have a chance to bond, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we don't really know. That's why you're saying, I don't know why she wants the bloodstone out of the picture. I kind of get why he doesn't, because he's a monster, and that's, yeah. you know, he believes in this cause. Right. Um, but maybe those are like, it was like the intersection of this character with this character happens at the wrong moment in the plot mm -hmm. or something like that. Like save, make the distrust happen here and then have them connect meaningfully in their motivations here rather than actually they kind of reversed it, you know? Yeah. That could be. That's and if thought. he was really trying to save man thing, they, the way they show that or demonstrate that is he blows a big hole in the wall which in my head I immediately say, that dude's 20 feet tall. He couldn't just climb over that freaking wall. <laughs> I don't know, man. But like show him stopping someone or taking a bullet or something. Like show some like 
effort in there right. besides just throwing a bomb at a wall. Right. Like I want to see that relationship fleshed out in a way that's like, oh, wow, he sacrificed this bit of himself so this guy can get out. That's like, whoa, he really cares for them. Okay, so this is this is a big deal. I had this thought when he goes and goes for the bloodstone and gets knocked back. Right when that happened, I went, wait, so he didn't know that that would happen to him? Mm-hmm. He didn't know that monsters are irritated by the bloodstone? Why would he go for it then? Yeah. Why wouldn't he just let Elsa go for it, literally move you over? You That's know what I mean? That was another point I wanted to make, was that like clearly he has no knowledge of what this bloodstone is capable of. So he's not there for that. Like that's not, has no connection to him, which in my head I'm thinking like, oh, if he's a monster, maybe he'd want to get rid of it. But he just has no idea that it even exists. What's the point of it? Yeah, it ends up being a MacGuffin, which uh, a MacGuffin is a plot device in the form of an item. So the one ring being like the most famous MacGuffin ever. Um, but it's actually a good MacGuffin because there's, it exists for a reason. The One Ring is a McMuffin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a MacGuffin, meaning it's a it's a thing that all the characters care about, but you, the audience, don't care about. You're like, okay, these characters are trying to go after the Arkenstone, I guess, or they're trying to get the Tesseract or whatever. Okay, you know. Um, whereas you infinite, Infinity Stones, those are MacGuffins done right those are mcmuffins and you watch uh, infinity war and you go yeah let's get horcruxes those are mcmuffins because yeah it's an object that the characters care about plot device but, but you know why they care about it and so you're you care about it because it. you care about the characters who care about it true but you also know what the object itself is for what it does why it was there yeah that's yeah, true. Well, that's really you're confusing. saying that this bloodstone what is it why like, is it here? Yeah, okay, one, it hurts monsters. It blows them away like 15 feet. It makes uh, men who are werewolves turn into werewolves. Yeah, it kills them and turns them into werewolves. Which was sort of like a l- the bloodstone will turn you into a werewolf in five minutes. Like you don't. And need why a f- was it? And that was like why oh, was okay. it so important that they turn him into a werewolf? If you know he's a monster, because clearly you do. Just kill him. Just kill him, yeah, totally. It's a little it's bit like, of like a... What's happening? Yeah, why, that is true. Why is her motivation what it is? I don't understand. Why does she care? Why is this entire monster hunting organization okay with killing a bunch of monster hunters for the sake of attaining the item that kills monsters? It's like, what is happening? That's what I was saying, is that uh, when, when it immediately becomes not about finding the monster, but about battling each other tension out it makes no sense why would it be a battle royale if it's actually a contest to try and get the thing and they're all on the same monster hunting organization they shouldn't be trying to eliminate each other yeah and if you do want to do that then just really fully lean into that lean into humans being the real monsters or whatever like show something conniving about humans like there's distrust there there's malice there show that but no prior to that they were all chums they yeah, they're, like the f- whole first scene is them hanging out. And then, like, oh, yeah. oh, I guess we're killing each other. Yeah, cool. that's so true. I that's don't a, know that's what's going on. And I, I'm just, I'd be really annoyed if that's what they were trying to do. Humans are the real monsters. Because, like, duh. But also, I don't know. Uh, monsters are monsters. Monsters are monsters. <laughs> yeah, and that exactly. monster can turn you to ash and throw you across a room pretty fast. But he can't it's climb over scary. a wall. 
But he, no, no. Actually, in the Wikipedia description of what's his uh, man thing, it says he's really slow. So maybe that's why he's just. He really... ran out that thing. He was running. Wait, when? When yeah, he... he runs out the hole towards the woods. <laughs> All right. I tried Marvel. This was my Thor: Love and Thunder. Honestly. Really? Yeah, it's. Wow. I just kind of like, all right, Marvel, uh, I'm saying now on camera, onto the internet. You're done. You're done. <laughs> and then I'll see you next time. <laughs> okay, here's a, this is an important point, though. If you can't understand characters' motivations, they ain't good characters. That's the truth. And a lot of times when audiences go, eh, I don't know, what you can do is if you dive deep into the motivation and the structure and the storytelling you realize the reason why the audience reacted that way is because of these issues, right? They might not put them that way, and audiences might just go, oh, it was fine, or I don't care, or whatever. But really what's going on is these characters don't, they don't resonate. They don't connect with your heart. That's why it doesn't have teeth, right? Because you you wouldn't do the same thing in their situation. Yeah. And so it reminds me of, like, I'm reading Harry Potter to the boys, and... She, what she does is she puts her characters in these situations and she surrounds Harry or whoever with other characters who ask them questions about why not do it a different way. So Harry goes, for example, Harry will say, I think Malfoy is up to something. I'm going to go spy on him. Hermione goes, why don't you do this? Ron goes, why don't you do this? Seamus goes, why don't you do this? And, and it's all, it's every objection that could possibly be leveraged at your character. Why don't you do it differently? Why would you do this stupid thing? And he's got an answer for every single one. And they're good answers, right? There's none of the like plot device, this doesn't make sense stuff. This character is choosing to do this thing for this reason. And I think that that's maybe, I, th I don't know if this movie needed extra backstory but it needed to make sense the character's choices and and the, and through doing that we would have connected better and been like oh okay yeah that's awesome or something so how are we watching werewolf by night you're done uh truly completely indifferent like middle of the road cool stuff not cool stuff i i had no effect on me right. truly no effect and i was just, I felt like, you know, by the time you're in your 30s and someone asks you, how was your birthday? That's how I felt. I don't know, and man. Go, I don't know, man. It's just another day. That's how Werewolf by Night was. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Werewolf by Night is your 36th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's how we're watching Werewolf by Night. This has been How to Watch a Movie as a Christian. We're Pacific Parable, and we will see you at church. How? <laughs> Thank you.